Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do. And this week we are talking online and offline relationships, how to protect your heart, and we have an awesome, amazing guest, the co-host of the MTV series Catfish, Cammie Crawford. We love Cammie Crawford. Oh my God, we love her so much. And we're going to be talking to Cammie about the red flags to look out for in online and offline relationships, how to transition from online dating to real life dating, and how to maintain healthy relationships of all sorts in your yes, life. of all kinds. So this isn't just for romantic. This no, it's not just romantic. All kinds it's of friendships. things. It's, it's it's everything. Yes. First, Nat, we got some housekeeping. We got some housekeeping. We've got a new segment called Random Advice. And so if you've got any questions or things you need advice on, you can feel free to DM us on Instagram at am I doing this right pod or shoot us an email, am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. It's all anonymous. Yes. We're not going to. We're never going to put you on blast. No. But, but we will help you. We will help you. So go ahead and shoot us an email if you need a little advice. Yes. And now what wine are we drinking this episode? Okay. So I'm not going to lie. You can't pronounce it. Okay. Yeah. So it's Vermentino, but then it says Miglia Vaca. I think it's Miglia Vaca Wine Company. Yeah. Migli, mig, yeah I can't say Miglia Vaca Vermentino. What that means, I don't know. Well, I I'm like excited to drink it. The bottle's really pretty. Oh, a little pour. So we'll do a little mm-hmm. pour. Okay, let's and do a little taste. Do a little taste taste. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wowie kazowie. Wowie kazowie. Okay. 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 We'll circle back at the end of the episode uh-huh. and give you guys our rating of this wine. But let's just get right into it with Cammie and talk about why we're having her on the show today we are both avid fans of mtv's catfish it's a tv show if you guys don't know what it's about it's basically people who have developed online relationships with people and aren't sure if they're being truthful about their identity and so what cammy does with her um with the host of the show which is neve shulman is they investigate who is on the other side of the profile. Right. That was a great explanation. That was a great explanation. But you are you are kind of an expert in catfish. I, I, I will say that. I uh, will say that. But Cammie joined the show a few seasons ago, and mm-hmm. we just fell in love with her. And she's so confident and friendly. And she also doesn't take shit from anybody. No, she does not. And we just know that she would give great advice. So we wanted to have her on to talk about catfish, relationships, online dating. And she also has her own new podcast called Relation Shit. Relation Shit. Mm-hmm. So should we intro her a yeah, little bit? Let's, yeah, let's yeah. Cammy. She is a TV host. She's a content creator, a model, and former Miss Teen USA with a love for all things beauty, fashion, and pop culture. Us too. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. She's always had a passion for investigative journalism and is now putting on those FBI skills to the test working alongside Neve as they do these little investigations for Catfish. Yes. And like we said, she has her new podcast too, so I'm excited to talk to her about that. Yeah. So let's bring Cammy on. Hello, Cammy. Hi, Cammy. Hey. Guys. We were just gassing you up and saying how much we are huge fans of Catfish. I love like, that. 
Now, I feel like you need to explain to her your obsession. My with obsession. How, with cat. how deep your love goes. Oh, it know. goes very deep. Actually, <laughs> so however many years ago, 10 years ago or something, uh, Corinne and I walked into a blockbuster <laughs> and we got the movie. We thought it was a horror film. We thought movie. it was a horror film. It and kind we were, of was, though. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yes. And we got it and we were like, let's just, well, I don't know what this is, but let's watch it. And ever since, We've been watching the show. We have been watching the show. But Corinne is particularly. I've been a, a real loyal watcher. And then obviously when Max left, I was mm-hmm. like, if we're going to replace Max, I, I need a black woman to do it. If you're ever going to replace yes. a white man, I want I need a black woman. Yes. Yes. So you came in and like just, oh, I, I'm so obsessed with you. Thank I you. literally Thank you for manifesting me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, we did. We really yes. did. Thank you. But yeah, so we're, we're really excited to have you on the podcast. I'm yeah. so excited to be here. I I love everything that you guys are doing. And, you know, we just, we need more of this, I feel <laughs> right? like, in the podcast space. Like, mm-hmm. we yeah. need more of this, so. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Um, so you were Miss Teen USA in 2010. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So Way back when. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey from there to where you are now? Yeah. So I was 17 years old um, when I won Miss Teen USA. It was my second pageant because my first pageant was the state pageant. Your so Miss second Maryland pageant? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I God. Didn't, I'd never even watched pageants. I didn't know anything about that entire world. I just knew that my friend said that she did it and it was fun. And she was like, you'll meet people and you'll have a good time. And I was like, cool. That sounds like fun. So I signed up for Miss Maryland Teen USA. I ended up winning that. And then from the state pageant, you go on to the national one, which is Miss Teen USA for me. And I went to Miss Teen USA and I ended up winning. I moved to New York literally the next day. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it was, a lot goes on, but I think I had already had it in my mind before I got there that I had already won. Like not in a cocky way. I was just like, this is my destiny. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I've I've worked for it, even though it's new for me. Like I'm going. I literally had my suitcase already packed for New York because I was like, I'm going to New York after this. Obviously, manifest your life. <laughs> exactly. Manifest your life. Exactly. Wow. And then yeah, I moved to New York. You know, you have a, a year long reign, so going um, to different appearances, um, being connected with different charitable alliances, and just like using your platform to have a, a bigger voice. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of when I realized that I, I wanted to do something like that. But at the time I was still in my high school brain, like, oh, I want to, cause I'd already graduated from high school and I would have been going off to college, but took a year gap to be Miss Teen USA. Yeah. But prior to exiting high school, I wanted to be a dermatologist. I was like, I want to be that doctor that makes people feel beautiful and confident. And like, mm-hmm. that's going to be my platform. And then, of course, having the year-long experiences, Miss Teen USA, being on camera, doing those things, I was like, oh, I there's something else that I could be good at, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like when you're a kid, your parents are always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or like, people will always be yeah. like, what do you want to be? And once you have something in your mind, you're like, this is what I'm going to be. And there's nothing else that I, I could do. And that experience taught me that there was something else out there for me. And so I just started diving in. I switched my major from, I was pre-med. I switched to communications. I started, you know, taking all those classes. I started sending out, like creating a reel, trying to get connected with different things to do interviews at different red carpets in the city. 
I would travel to Connecticut to do like different on-air segments about beauty and fashion. It sounds like it just happened. It didn't. <laughs> it oh didn't no, it happen. never just happened. It always is so much no. more work. Yeah. But it was seven years before seven years of me doing that before I actually booked catfish, which is now my, my biggest job to date. The only job. Did that you I audition want. for it? Like how no. no. <laughs> they just no. call- they literally just emailed me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which it technically it was like an audition. Like you guys watch the show. So they had different guests coming on. um, Oh, do do the guest things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I came on as a guest and they were like, do you want to come on to do two episodes? I have said it before and I'll say it again. I thought I was being catfished. Like I thought it was a joke, (laughs) but I was like, I'm going to go with it because when do you get these kinds of opportunities in entertainment? You just don't. So I was like, I'll go with it. And I did. We did the two episodes and they were like, come back and do two more. I did two more. Come back and do two more. I did two more. And then it just became like my thing. And I was like, this is the same mindset I had going into Miss Teen USA. Like, this is my thing. Yeah. The same way I felt about Catfish. I was like, this is my thing. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I Um, love that. And that was that. And then Neve called me one day. I was boarding a flight to go to my dad's uh, birthday. (laughs) He was like, do you want to be my official co-host? And I was like, I'm already your official You're like, am I not already? (laughs) I thought I was. I'm pretty sure I was. Exactly. But we made it official. And, um, you know, ever since I think I've done like almost 60 episodes. I'm going to say there's like so many. You guys Mm -hmm. put out so many episodes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We still have. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's so much fun. It's, oh, it I'm seems mad. like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so fun to watch because some of the stories on Catfish are, are pretty unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. How people get in these situations. But I'm curious, as the host, are you able to understand how and why people miss red flags? You know? Like big, yes. big red flags. 1,000%. Red flags. 1,000%. I think I drive my red flags over here. Normally, I keep them close by in case of emergencies. I can 1,000% see it. And, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day because, you know, I, are you guys, you guys are in L.A. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm in LA too. I moved here from New York City. Before that, I was living in Potomac, Maryland, which is like right outside of DC. So these are big metropolitan cities, like major hubs. But most of the people that we talk to and, you know, work with and try to help don't live in places like this. Like they live in right. small towns with one stoplight and like there's nothing to do except for get on the internet or yeah. hang out with the same people you've been hanging out with since preschool. And you're in your mid twenties trying to date. And like, do you really want to date like your first girlfriend from the third grade? Like, you want to meet, you know, Bella Hadid. So you're going (laughs) to get on Instagram and you're going to start poking around and see like what you can find. And, you know, it's, you have to understand kind of, I guess, where people are at literally physically where they're at, but Mm -hmm. also mentally, like people just want to make human connections and I think the pandemic has taught all of us how important those connections are and can be um, and how vital they are for a lot of us. Or if you're like me, who kind of turned into more of a hermit during the pandemic, I was like, yes, this is my. Oh, I'm an an introvert. I loved the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Besides everybody getting sick of horses. Right, right, right. Besides all the chaos. Yeah. Like the actual, I'm I'm actually taking a quarantine next week, just a self-induced quarantine. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm trying to observe the quarantine 
holiday. Like, <laughs> yes. want to be off the grid. Yeah. So, but you know, when we do have those interactions with people, it's, it feels good. Like when you are actually getting out there, it feels good to be just like in a restaurant with other people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of these people that we work with don't get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And like, you're so desperate for connection with mm-hmm. anyone that you overlook you know, all, I mean, there's like the very classic red flags on catfish, which is like the FaceTime and not right. FaceTiming with someone and. Or they've never been able to talk on the phone. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's like, you're right. It's like the physical aspect of it, but the mental aspect and the need and the the desperation for connection with somebody. And also like your dream person, maybe, right. you know, yes. like that little bit of hope that your dream person is out there and they want to be with you. Yeah. Right. And anybody can be anyone that they want on the internet. Like you can be anybody that you want. Like I think back to my early catfishing days on like AIM chat rooms, like when (laughs) you're on there and they're like age, sex, location. And you're like, I'm 19. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I live in San Francisco or like the last place you had a family vacation from the Bahamas. And it's like, okay, like none of that is real, but on the internet, it can be like, who's to say that you're not, you know, a 22 year old supermodel from Belgium on the internet. Like you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's an easy place to be fooled, but it's an also an, a playground to fool people. And mm-hmm. we do it every day. We do it on Instagram. Even if you are who you say you are, like mm-hmm. I love filters. I love an edit. Yeah. <laughs> Why, not? <laughs> Why not? So Paris, like, that Paris guilty. filter. Yes. We're all guilty of it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we have to like also acknowledge the part that we play in, you know, the facade. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like fake or, you know, made up thing, but like it, it is a facade that like mm-hmm. we only show the best parts of ourselves to people. Yeah. Um, and that's not always the reality. Yeah. Well, another thing is we show our best selves on like online dating profiles mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah. what would you say are some of the, just for like our listeners who are on there, what are some of the biggest red flags that they should maybe run away from? For they, like, well, that, like online dating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my actually, she's going to kill me for saying one of our producers <laughs> from Catfish literally texted me a screenshot yesterday of her changing her profile on Bumble because she was like, I am so sick of these guys hitting me up and like having chit chat and like flirting back and forth, but never actually making a plan to meet up. Oh, be like, yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. I really love talking to you like hope to stay in touch. And she's like, what the hell does that mean? Hope to stay. You can stay in touch. <laughs> yes. you can literally. Touch. You don't need to hope for it. <laughs> you can yeah. simply stay in touch. <laughs> we can literally <laughs> stay in touch. If you like send me your phone number and like we go out and like, she said it's happened several times. So I think anytime, even if it's not a catfishing situation, but anytime somebody is not willing to take mm-hmm. that next step and get off the app and get to know you in real life, like, cut it out. Like there's, there's no time for that. Yes. We've talked a lot about like texting purgatory Mm -hmm. where, Mm. I mean, I'm in a long-term relationship, but just even watching my friend, I mean, Natalie's single, like watching my friends, like online date, like match with someone, then you get their number and then you're just texting. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't have a pen pal. Like, yeah. Like, how do you, I don't know. I feel like so many of my girlfriends get stuck in texting purgatory. Do you have any tips for like transitioning from online dating to like getting on a real date or is just is it just I dropping mean, them if they're not making the plan that's what i would do 
<laughs> there's Just no saying, point because sayonara. honestly for me, yeah, I'm in a long-term relationship too. We've been together for almost five years and I never had the dating app experience, but I've seen all my friends go through it. And I'm also just like a no bullshit person in general. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's a very fine line (laughs) for me and it's very easy to like cross it. So I just feel like it's foreshadowing for future foolishness with the person. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to like do these things now, this is the bare minimum. (laughs) So if you can't even do that, then down the line, when I like break my leg and need you to take me to the hospital, are you going to come? Like what's going to happen? Right. What's going to happen? Like how, how I guess dedicated are you going to be to making me a priority in mm-hmm. your life? And I think that especially in today's dating world, like I was trying to explain this to my mom, but you know, that generation, they don't get like, no, they're like, no. there is literally someone out there for everyone. And it's so easy to find. You just have to be open. It's like, uh, no, no. <laughs> like out here is, literally trash and I know that like I've seen it so hard with my friends and like it it, people seem to have so many options these days because we have social media and like eyes are wandering all over the place there's so much to look at and so much to like think that you want to be involved in the grass always seems greener on the Mm -hmm, other side even mm -hmm. though it's not and so it makes it even harder to try to get to know someone or like figure out if their priorities are in order because a lot of them are not a lot of them are not And it's very obvious. So I just feel like, you know, we're grown. There's no time for somebody who's not willing to step up to the plate and like Mm -hmm. ask you on a proper date. Like Mm -hmm. that's the bare minimum. We have to stop accepting the bare minimum. Yes. Just like as it is. That's what I was going to say. I feel like we're all getting too used to the bare minimum. Yeah. Because like you said, it is like so tough right now. Mm -hmm. And online, and yeah, when people have all these options, they just think, "Well, I'm just gonna keep going." I'll just through swipe all- to the next I'll person. Just yeah. swipe for six days. Yeah, they're you like, know? "Oh, she won't send me a, a selfie right now." Oh, forget her. I'm gonna just get back on that. Like, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because we just started talking five minutes ago, <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> right. you. Like, people are just. You've honestly, been asked to send a photo like oh, immediately, immediately after matching. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've gotten all kinds of crazy, but you know, I think that that's just the nature of. But is thing. it now? Yeah. Does it's it like the culture. Like, I know. Does it have to be that way? Because people have too many options. And like, it's whether or not you're going to settle for someone who treats you like an option that mm-hmm. that will determine whether or not like you decide to move forward with that person. I say don't move forward at all. Like, <laughs> see yes, the red blaring part. signs <laughs> in front of you and be like, mm, no, because honestly, they'll probably respect you more. And like, you have to teach these people how to treat you, but also how it's so okay to treat other people like it's not okay Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. behave that way you know what i will be candid when i was dating my boyfriend who i've had a long-term relationship with when we were first dating there was kind of a lap in between our first date and our second date and because i was you know dropping the ball and i and he texted me in like a very nice way and was like hey i really respect my time so if you don't want to go on a date with me that's okay but like just don't make plans with me and cancel them and i was like mm-hmm. oh I my think. god you're like I oh think. shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my you know but like it was and it was yes. very polite but it was like oh no like i respect myself but i'm not gonna keep making plans with you yeah, are you right. gonna see me or not right and i was like and it, he called me out a little bit and I was like, okay, wait, I need to step up because yes. I'm not paying, you know, I was just, I was dating, I was like just dating for the first time. So I was dating a few other people and I was just like, okay, no, I need to like prioritize this guy. I like him a lot. I don't want to yeah. lose him. I'm going to get my shit together. 
But see, that made you respect him more because it did. Like, oh my god, it only, totally did. Not only does he respect his time, but he respects me enough to like not keep like I feel like also we have a tendency to like be too thirsty and we're like, oh, like, do you want it? Blah blah blah. And he's like, No, like I'm not gonna do that to you. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you want to do, but I'm a I could go <laughs> either way. So like, but that's great. Yes, I love I that. Know. I no, love it was that. it was it was it was a power move. It was a power move. Yes. But and it, it wasn't, worked. and it worked. I was like, okay, like, wait, hold on. Let me see. Are you free Friday? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. Sometimes it has to happen that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Do you have any like red flags that you've missed while you were dating? Mm. I think, I mean, I'm sure that there are tons, but like at the time they never feel like them. I had, I will say I'm like a serial monogamist. So Same. I've like- just kind of bounced from one <laughs> long ass relationship to another long ass relationship. But I think I will say this, that, and you know, sometimes they heal during the relationship and sometimes you see it straight away, but anytime somebody is like projecting their past negative relationship shit on you, mm. that's always a red flag. Like anytime somebody, you know, who maybe has been cheated on in the past or like something went wrong in that area starts over, over servicing you in the relationship department, like over asking questions about your whereabouts and like, who are you yeah. with? And mm-hmm. like, I want to know, blah, blah, blah. What time this? No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's a red flag. Like that's, that's a, a very, very deeply colored red flag because that is rooted in shit that has nothing to do with you. So yeah, like, right. you don't need unhealed to carry that trauma. on. I was going to say that. Yes. unhealed. And immediately you should be like, listen, I know you've dealt with this in the past. Like I want to be respectful of your healing journey, but like, I'm not going to be kind of like the punching bag for what the last person did, you know? Mm-hmm. And that uh-huh. happens in a lot of different relations. We, we naturally carry trauma with us everywhere we go. Like we're human beings, but it's about whether or not we're projecting that trauma onto the person that we're with, or even our friends or just like people that we come into contact with that kind of determines like what our character will will be. So whenever Mm -hmm. you see stuff like that, I feel like you got to either speak up or peace out because it's not going to, you can't heal people. Yeah. Right. That came way before you. Um, I I love that. I love that you're saying this because and another reason why we love you on Catfish, because I think that it's also a lot of people, it's hard to discern. You're like, mm-hmm. are they projecting mm-hmm. things onto me? Like a lot of people yeah. can't really see it. So I yeah. like that you have this approach of like, this is cut and dry. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So I but I also that. think that sometimes people can't see it, but I also think that just naturally as human beings, like people with any kind of empathy, you think like, oh, they rely on me for this. Like they need me to heal them through this process. Mm, like, yeah. no, because they're a whole other adult. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. can't, you weren't there. You didn't cause it and you weren't there. So like you can only heal the trauma that you've caused and like help mm-hmm. with that. But you can't part, like you can't part. do anything to help somebody through you know, you can you can help by being there. Yeah. But you don't space, have to, yeah. yeah. But you don't have to be like bear the brunt or the burden of that. Like that's not your job. That's the other person's job. They should get a therapist and they should work that out. Like every like like I'm doing. <laughs> Exactly. Everybody else can do. I also feel like we've been personally attacked. What? No. I feel like Corinne and I always were very like empathetic people. So we're like, let me help you. Yeah. You know, but it's so hard. I love a project. I'm a rising Virgo. I love a project. I will like sit there with the nail and the fucking uh, hammer and like Uh 
project away, build a whole Ikea set. But like, (laughs) is that what's best for me? No, no. And at some point it's like, you have to just acknowledge like what's yours, like what's your stuff and what's somebody else's stuff because they're, they're not I'm literally talking about this with my therapist currently. Yeah. (laughs) You got to have the self-awareness. And taking on like what, yeah, what's your responsibility and what's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, Well, we've been talking about obviously catfish and, and how people represent themselves online. And I'm curious how you think we can represent ourselves honestly online, but also protect our privacy and our safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, you know, hard to be, truthful but then also like you you don't need to share everything yeah 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 I'm like a big I I like to I think I kind of built my brand off of authenticity but I don't show every single moment like yesterday I showed you know I saw your stories yeah you were girl it was not a good day it was not a good day but guess what I recorded that it wasn't a good day after the moment you didn't yeah. see me throw my phone across the room. You didn't see me literally like about to start crying because that one, I don't think about picking up my phone as soon as I start crying. I don't, yeah, I don't understand right. that culture. That's, <laughs> no, that's a Gen Z thing where they cry, like, they cry yeah. on like TikTok. To like take like, pictures of themselves crying. How do you have that many pictures of yourself crying? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't. So, but like, do you, but like, you know, I showed, I showed that particular after the fact moment. And like, once I recovered from it, I'm like, I was just in a silly, goofy mood. Sorry. You also y'all. like <laughs> came back. You're like, Hey guys, so I'm fine now. Like, and you're like, you're like so eating great. a chip. I was like, we're like, were you hungry? Cause that happens yeah. to me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> There's like so many factors, yeah. but like, you know, I, I think that when you're going through like deep emotional reactions or trauma. Like, I think that we're so used to seeing those things and like, we're kind of desensitized to a lot Mm -hmm. of that at this point. So when people put those kinds of things out there of pictures of themselves crying, it's easy for us to be like, what, like, what, (laughs) what is that even about when you could be going through something that's really, really deep and true for you. Mm -hmm. But I just, some people find community in sharing those things, but I just don't feel like every single thing has to be shared until you've kind of worked through it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're working through it, like build the actual community around it versus just like putting it out there and being like, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. But then as far as like safety, I'm a very like naturally paranoid person. I don't know why. No, that's how I am too. Mm -hmm. Too much murder mysteries. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But like, as far as like locations, I don't share any locations until after I've already left that location. Same. Yeah. That's exactly so right. So if I'm sharing it, it's because I'm gone. I've been gone. I'm on the highway. <laughs> 30 minutes away, safe. So like, I think that that part, you know, I, a lot of people, we're we're living in a time and a generation of oversharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's important to know like kind of what your values are and like where the line is. As far yeah. as how much you're willing to actually put out there of yourself, because the internet is forever. So, like, true. Yeah. Know, scary. I yeah. had an issue the other day where I accidentally posted my phone number. Oh, yeah. Because I got a new puppy and I posted his call, you know, he, a picture of him. And it had it. And I mean, she called me maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, I was like, your phone number's on Instagram. I hung up. She the hung phone up. And I, was like, and I deleted it. Oh and I had like a God. few DMs, people like, girl, your phone number. 
But nobody called me, nobody texted me. But it's like little things like that. I'm like, okay, I need to be so much more aware yes. that now my puppy, yes. he has my phone number on his collar. On his collar. Yeah, no. And it's the little things. It literally, look at Pop Smoke. Like that whole entire situation yeah. did not need to happen. And it was all because he posted a gifting with his address on it. And it's like, and obviously, you know, there are evil people out there who have it out for certain people and, and will do evil things just for the sake of doing evil things. But like, we just have to be so careful. Even when it comes to like your driver's, uh, your license plate on your car, like mm-hmm. little thing, your vaccine card can be like something that people can, can use to track you down. It's like, uh-uh. leave all that oh, stuff crazy. out. Everybody doesn't need to see everything like that. That doesn't need to, that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Going back a little bit to the authenticity thing, we've kind of noticed this trend. At least I've noticed it with a lot of like my fellow girlfriends who are single and and kind of on dating apps is, and I feel like we've coined this term, which is the catfish complex, where a lot of people (laughs) think like they show up completely authentically, like their pictures aren't all face tuned out or anything, but they think that they're gonna get on the date with the guy and he's gonna think they're a catfish. Have you heard of, have you ever experienced a friend like that has felt that or? Where they, where they have been talking to someone and they're like, I feel like he thinks that I'm not who I say I am. Yeah. Or no, they, they think like, okay, we've been talking and then we're going to get on the date and he's going to think, oh, this girl's like not how she looks online. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they are. I feel like especially. We also choose like like, the prettiest, best photos of us. Right. Am I going to compare? Am I, do I stack up? Yeah. To my but own picture. The thing is, is he going to even look as good as his photos do? <laughs> we, we all know they're going to be three part. inches shorter. We do know that. Exactly. They will be three 1, inches shorter. <laughs> Whenever they say they're 5'9", they're 5'7". They're 5'7". Yeah. Max. Max. <laughs> I think that that just, yeah, that just has to do with how just clouded our brains are with the things that we see on social media. Like everything is perfect. Everything is like, you know, but like, I think that the reality is like that person that you saw in that picture that you matched with is a human being. So when like she shows up, she's going to be a human being. Like if Mm -hmm. she burps, that's because she's not the girl in the picture. She's a girl in, in the picture in real life. Like, right. it's like a normal thing, yeah. you know? And if you develop a relationship with someone, it's kind of like that honeymoon phase thing where like, you don't know, you don't see the little things about a person until you really grow to know them and understand them. And then you're like, oh wait, okay. So you're not just like this beautiful being, like there's so much more to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be seen as like a, a positive thing versus like a negative thing. I just think that going back to the fact that a lot of these heterosexual men, like Mm. on these dates with women, like are just literally thinking about the things that they see online. And like, you can't, I'm sorry, I'm not taking any like flack from any man that is like, I just want you to be natural. Like wear natural makeup, like Kim Kardashian. Like I'm not going to be, no, I love Kim, but like, we all know (laughs) she beats her face down. So like, And is proud of it. So like, why can't we be proud of it? Like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that kind of toxic thinking on their part. But I do understand that like a lot of us wonder, you know, I think even if you're not on a date, like a lot of us wonder if you meet somebody that like knows you online when they see you in person, like what will they think? Or like, what, what do they think? I've had people who tell me that I look better in person than I do online. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I think I look like like both like this. (laughs) <laughs> thank you um, I guess 
But I think that's also comes like, it also is a combination of like my personality when you meet me and like how you see that I'm the same on and offline. I'm always going to be the same. You're Mm -hmm. always going to get the same energy for me. Same. Always. It should be an added like positive thing it shouldn't be like oh i saw her in real life and like she has rosacea like yeah right because i'm a person yeah <laughs> like what right people are just so hypercritical and it's like check yourself like what are what have you do you look like yourself all yeah. the time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. from your pictures to like you know and real I, life and, yeah and i love what you said that your person not like meeting in person your personality now adds so much more color to you yes. like yes. you're not a static photo anymore but now you're a person who has a personality and humor and all that and like if that fear is like i don't look like whatever that is yeah mm-hmm. but it's like oh no i have so much to give now because i can yeah. actually interact and that adds so much color to me now yeah yeah we need to change I, our mindset it's a agree. mindset game yeah and i hope that we can get out of it you know i hope that mm-hmm. we can find a way to like stop this trend yeah of yeah. feeling inferior to a standard that is literally impossible it doesn't, it doesn't exist, exist. Mm-hmm. it does not exist it's not a real thing and i actually I have heard about this. I did an um, article with Nylon Magazine about this, um, about uh, kind of like dating in uh, the plus size world. Mm-hmm. Um, not, that's not my favorite word, but like, you know, in, yeah. in for curvy girls who are trying to date online, there's like this level of anxiety where it's like, okay, like I have this, you know, picture of myself from like the chest up or like, you know, selfie, whatever. And when he meets me in person, like, is he going to react negatively to me because of my body? And it's like, we shouldn't have to think that way. Like if you connect Mm-mm. with me and you like me and we're, we have good chat, good banter, and we're going back and forth. Like if you don't like what you see in person, cool. But like, I'm not going to think about that, overthink about that to the point where it's going to keep me from meeting people or like going out and dating. Cause we're um, more than our bodies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if that's really what you're in it for, then like, you know, attraction is attraction. You can be attracted to whatever, whatever you like, but like, if that's what you're looking for, then I don't know, narrow your search results or like <laughs> do something mm-hmm. Go to skinnybitches.com. I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you, but like there, there's an app for everything. So yeah. go ahead and look for that. But like it's it just sucks that there has to even be that kind of level of paranoia and anxiety around meeting yeah. up with people in real life because people are so judgmental. Yes. Yeah. And it's we've created the culture that way, which just sucks. Right. And then right. also the thing with the body is like, I think I've mentioned this on a prior episode, but I was scrolling on a clothing website and all the girls had that, you know, like teeny, tiny, tiny waist, you mm-hmm. know, big hips, the body trend of now, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is very much like a Kardashian, Jenner, like inspired thing. And then I realized- they don't even actually like this yeah. shape does not exist in nature. Yes. And yet we're all out here like, oh my God, I don't look like that. And yeah. it's like, it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't exist. And I think that that's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves. Okay. Lastly, before we have to get off, with you, I want to make sure we talk about your new podcast relationship, yes. yes. uh, which I love that name, but you discuss relationships really of all types on your podcast, right? Like Yes. Obviously ro- romantic ones, but also like familial, friendships, things like that. And you've given us honestly such great wise advice. Have you always been able to maintain healthy relationships? Have you always, 
you know, been really good at that? Or is it something that you've learned over time through, you know, trial and error? There's definitely been trial and error, (laughs) trial and error (laughs) and trials and tribulations. There's definitely been both of those things. I have been able to maintain pretty good romantic relationships in my life, but friendships have been a struggle um, as far as like, you know, I'm a very empathetic person, like I said. So I tend to attract a lot of uh, crazies. (laughs) <laughs> which is interesting mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. like my job and like the kinds of interactions that we have to have. I tend to attract people who like latch on to me and, you know, like it, it becomes a, yeah. a issue, mm-hmm. um, which, have- you know, it, it's like the same thing about like projects. Like you love like, oh, this person needs me, but like in friendships that can be toxic and like, you don't yeah. need those kinds of friends in your life. And, but sometimes you do to teach you lessons. So I will say like, in that sense, I've, I've been both lucky and unlucky in different relationships. But as far as like my family, I'm the oldest. I have, there's six girls. So I have oh, five wow. sisters. Yeah. And I'm the oldest of five sisters. So I have, you know, kind of led my sisters through a lot of different relationships in their lives. And like, we have, we're all very, very close, even though the difference between myself and my youngest twin sisters are, it's 14 years. That's my gap between Uh, me and my sisters. And you, so there there was like 13 or something. 14. Yeah. Okay. Mine are 12 and 13. And, um, so anyway, sorry, but no, it's, it's like, you're reliving kind of like your own high school, middle school experience through their eyes. And it's just always interesting because like, you know, some of the relationships we have in our lives, we're like, this is the most important relationship I will ever have. And you don't realize until you get older that like, no girl. I'm so happy (laughs) I did not marry my high school boyfriend. Like I thought it was going to, oh my God. Imagine. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I I really can't imagine. Natalie knows him. Oh my God. No, no, no. But Not at the time, like, no. at the time, I was like, "Do we get matching tattoos with our initials?" Yeah. Like yeah. we talked about eloping. Like it was a whole oh, thing. Yeah. And yeah. we're you're seventeen, and I'm like, "This mm-hmm. is my person." Yeah, no. I mean that same conversation between <laughs> me and my high school boyfriend. who's like, "I will marry you tomorrow, whatever it takes. Just don't, don't move to New York and follow your dreams." And I'm like, "I will sacrifice my dreams for you." Like, ugh, like gross. Ugh, yeah. No, like these. But I, I often I. Say, you know, the reason why I started a relationship also is because we put a lot of emphasis on like the romantic relationships in our lives, but there are Mm -hmm. so many other relationships that we go through that are oftentimes more more impactful or meaningful or longer lasting than a lot of our romantic, like look at you and you, both of you. Yeah, (laughs) you guys have been friends for how long? Fourteen years or something. We met in summer camp. Yeah, (laughs) and and have had probably several relationships, romantic ones, like between the both of you over that time. And like this is a a long lasting bond and friendship that also needs to be nurtured. And like you know, we I have my best friend. I I feel like I have like four best friends. I got a lot of friends, but like my (laughs) four of us were my longest lasting friend. I've known her since we were in the third grade and like we've had our own ups and downs in our own lives. And like, you know, I don't think we've ever fought, like that's ever happened, but like, you know, there are things that maybe he goes through that I want to help her with that. I don't know how, and like vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we need to also give like time, love and care to those relationships too, because they often last longer than our romantic ones. As yeah. we have experienced. And yeah. sometimes can be more toxic. I mean, sometimes, I think, yeah. yeah, like one of my, yeah. I had a friend that I had to unfortunately, quote unquote, break up with 
And it was like, yeah. I didn't realize how much that like could break my heart. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But yes. I think it's easy to fall into things like that when it's like, oh, this is not, it's not a romantic relationship. Right. We've been friends since we were little. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, no, I've 1000% been there. And honestly, I think friendship breakups are probably the worst breakups you will ever experience. It feels I, like somebody literally like stabbed you in the chest. It's yeah. Horrible. It's horrible. It's yeah. a death. I'd and there's like, break up with a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of grieving too. Like there's mm-hmm. when you lose a friend. Yeah. Cause you mm-hmm. also like lose their family members that you're close with, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a whole mm-hmm. thing, but all of these things are things that you're going to go over in your podcast. Yes. What you days to come on? Oh, we would love to. Oh my gosh. We'd love to. Yeah. What days does it come out on? Where can they find you? Where? Okay. What days do the episodes come out? Yeah. So the episodes air every Friday and you can okay. listen to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I like Apple or Spotify. A lot of people love Spotify. And you can find us on Instagram at relationship or my own Instagram at Cami Crawford, K-A-M-I-E. A lot of people like to leave off the E, but it definitely <laughs> is there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely have been loving the response to the podcast. Like it's so much fun. And now I see why you guys love doing it so much. It's, it's so fun. It's you get really to connect fun. with people too. I mean, like it's, I mean, similar to your job catfish, but I mean, I think it, the podcasting platform is so raw and honest mm-hmm. and it does feel like you're just like gabbing with your girlfriends, yeah. you know? Yes. Yes. I love that. And I never really listened to podcasts as much as I do now. And now it's like all I want to do because it, it literally sounds like you're in a living room with your girlfriends just yeah. like shooting the shit. And I love that. Yeah. Oh, well, we're so, we're so happy for you. Yes. And we're so thankful that you came on. Like we said, we're huge fans. And I feel like this conversation was just, you were really honest and you, you have a lot of great advice. Thank we might you. need to call you when we're going yeah, through some yeah. stuff, okay? I will we're, be we're calling you. relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please. No, please. I would love to have you guys come on. Truly. Yeah, we would. We have we to make it, it happen. We will. We will. Yeah. All right. Well, All thank right. you so, so much. Thank you. And have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Oh, this is so nice. <laughs> now I have to go. I'm going to go record relationship right now. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> Bye, are you in a stu- Do you do a studio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Dear Media Studio. It's on oh, okay. it's in the Pacific Design Center. Okay. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. 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 Right. So we're okay. gonna have you guys come on. You have to come yes. on we'll for like the best friends episode or something. Oh, yes. we would uh, we would really kill that episode. We would <laughs> yeah. do great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just people, you know, they want advice on like their relationships and there's yeah. so many people who write in crazy stories sometimes. I'm like, you need to call the police. I don't know. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> that one would be a job for the FBI. Thank you so much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Forward this to your local sheriff. Thank yeah. you. Um, anyways, thank okay. you guys yes. so much for thank having me you. on. Thank Have you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay, we need to go on her podcast. We are. Now. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Like the way she manifests, we're just going to say we already did it. We already did it. She's a really good manifester. She's a great manifester. I love how she packed her bags to go to New York. I'm like, damn. I that's also that confidence I need. That's that confidence. I really I gotta know her her rising and her sun sign as well. Yes. She said she was a Virgo rising. She's a Virgo rising, but what is that sun sign? And what's her moon? I wonder if she's a Capricorn. You know Capricorns are great at manifesting. 
Yeah, she could be. She could be. Well, we hope that you guys learned more about how to navigate online and offline relationships and are interested in checking out Cammy's new podcast, Relationship, and have new tools to maintain healthy relationships in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's circle back on this. Oh, how do you say that again? Vermentino. Okay, I think it's I think it's Migliavaca Wine Company. Yes. And I honestly don't know if Vermentino is like the type of wine or I don't know what it is. It's a white wine. It is wine produced from pure juice of 2018 Lodi grapes. So we're going to go ahead and rate this this guy to our hottie of the week who is very topical and it is a Mr. Neve Shulman. Neve Shulman who is the love of Corinne's life. Well, one of them. He's married <laughs> and has children. Yes. But real cute one. He too. is the host of Catfish. Uh-huh. So he is Cammy's coworker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it both makes sense and is highly inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. love that for At the us. same time. Uh-huh. At the same time. So one to Neve, who I think very highly of. Yes. We think what are we highly. what are we feeling for this? I can't say it. Migliavaca. Migliavaca. Yes. It's a it's a Napa wine. I'm gonna tell you right now, I love it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that is so interesting because when we first started drinking it, I was I thought you were gonna say you did not like I it. I absolutely love this. I wish it was chilled. Wow. Yep, this is this is for me. I like it. I like I mean it's it's good. I I'm love surprised it. at your I'm very surprised at your I absolutely love it. Because you know, Corinne, a lot of the time she doesn't come straight out of the gate like this is for me. I like it. Wow. Okay, so what's your rating? Are you going to hit it with a Neve? I'm going to hit it with a Neve, but you don't have to go there. That's a 10. So where are you at? Let me, it, let me give it one like more it. Se- No, I mean, I do. I, d- I don't know if I could disagree with a Neve. No, thing. no, don't. you don't have to give it a Neve. Give, I want no, your- but the thing is, I'm saying I don't know if I could disagree with it. Let me give I it one more sip. I would love it. I would drink that whole bottle. Guess what? I'm going to leave it here and you can do that. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Fuck it. I'm going to give it a Neve. You're going to give it a Neve? I'm going to give it a Neve. <gasps> oh, my gosh. There's no reason for it not to be a Neve is what I'm saying. This very rarely happens, guys. This might we... have only been the second time. I think we've done three. We did a Justin Bieber to Justin Bieber. We did a Jude Law. Jude Law to Jude Law. And now we have a Neve Shulman out of Neve, Neve Shulman. Shulman. Three out of like, what is this, 61 <laughs> episodes or <laughs> Who something? Knows? Who knows? Yeah. But hey, that's that is high praise. Wow, I really like it. Okay, good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's good, right? Oh, it's for me. All right, it's a Neve Shulman. All right, so this is the time of the episode to play a little wrap-up game, and today we're playing Buck Mary Kill. Buck Mary Kill. Natalie really struggled with figuring out what she was gonna do. <sighs> was tough. I have mine. She's over there scheming. I Should have- I go find first? Because mine's... Okay, you go first. You go first. Okay. So I'm wearing an NSYNC shirt today. Okay. So it's NSYNC themed. Okay, I love that. Mary Fuck Kill. Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Joey Fatone. JC Chazé. Or is it Chazette? No, it's got to be shot. Well, I'm looking at, sorry, I'm looking at oh. your boobs, but I'm looking at their faces. Yeah, go ahead. And we're talking about in their prime, right? We're talking about NSYNC, like when we watched them on, M- on MTV. Okay. I mean, this is pretty easy. I'm going to kill Joey Fatone. Oh, RIP. I'm going to fuck JC and okay. I'm going to marry Justin. JT. Okay. And that's, that's that on that. And that's just that on that. Yeah. It was a sim- it was cut and dry. Yeah. It was a simple It's funny you didn't say Lance because when I was a 
a young girl before I knew what his sexual identity was. Uh-huh. I he was my man out of everyone. You were it was, like, this I was is a Lance my guy. girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had posters of him on my wall. Like I was a Lance girl. You were a Lance girl. I actually wasn't a I was more of a Backstreet Boys girl. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? That's very odd. I know. I mean, I loved both. I loved AJ. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I mean, it kind of checks out for me still, which is sad. Telling. Questionable. Telling. <laughs> Very telling. Very embarrassing. Okay. So my Fuck Mary Kill oh, is no. Zodiac themed. Oh shit. Okay. And I struggled with like, okay, am I going to just do like, I was going to do your Sun your chart. Like, yeah. I was, but then I was like, no, because I kind of knew what you were going to do. So I'm going to just throw like a curveball at you. <sighs> Nobody that I, we know, directly know are these signs. So you can kind of really be honest. Okay. Water signs. Fuck Mary Kill. Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. <laughs> You're like, we don't know anybody directly. My brother, my sisters, um, Joe. Okay, well, you know what? It's, it's, a hard. Hard. it's, it's a hard one. It's for you. It's hard. Yeah, shit. Okay. Who you want to marry? Who do you want like okay. you, your profile? Okay. This is okay. nothing personal to anybody. No, either. no, of course. Of course. I love water signs, actually. I get along great with water signs. And you, but you don't have any in your chart, so that's why I wanted to I do it. I have none in my chart. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, Joe. I'm killing Pisces. Kill a Pisces. <sighs> Sorry. I'm gonna fuck a Scorpio mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Of course. You know, they're very sensual beings. And they're also like, they're hard. And you know, that's my type. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Similar with cancer. Mm-hmm. So I guess I will marry a cancer. Mm-hmm. Also, my future baby daddy, Post Malone, he's a cancer. Okay. So this makes sense for me. But yeah, I'm gonna fuck the Scorpio and I'm gonna kill the Pisces. Wow. <sighs> You know what I would have said for you? What? I actually think you should have married the Scorpio. Really? Mm-hmm. Because Maybe I should. Because I don't know. Just because of like, I feel like they can be highly creative. They're a little bit more like introverted. They have a lot of layers to them. I think mm-hmm. you would actually like being with the Scorpio. Yeah, I think so too. Well, also, like, and I don't think they're as like cancers are. I mm-hmm. love you, Daft Daft. They're a little whiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like that. Oh shit. They're a little needy. But yeah, but it's like. But they don't seem very like you don't really you know what I mean like they're not like ooh like who is it you know what I mean yeah cancers mm-hmm. but you know what in retrospect if I see was, what you're saying in terms yes, of fuck. yes exactly <laughs> in terms of the fucking part of this I feel like the Scorpio is more like intriguing mm-hmm. but it seems like I honestly I would rather fuck and marry a Scorpio but I think you I think you are right I might have to switch it. No, no, no. For I'm, longevity term. Like, no, I'm not saying you can go through what you're saying. No, I'm but, just saying what I would But I think you're right. You but I think you're right. I think for longevity purposes, I, I think I, Scorpio I would be better for you. Yeah, because cancer, after a while, I'm like, so, sorry to my brother, but he's a cancer. And I'm like, dude. I know. That's how Daft he is. Exhausting. I love Daft, but like I've had to like chase this so bitch <laughs> far before because she's crying and she's oh. leaving the bar and we it's dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yes. bitch. I need a I need a leash on her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's just there might be too emotional for for my fiery self. That's where I think like Scorpio's emotion is a lot more subdued, and it's like very pained. But I yeah. think you would if you had to choose, that might be the yeah. best choice. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And it's right next to it's right next to Sag. Oh, we're right. In, you know, go yeah. Scorpio, then it goes Sag. So yeah, it feels better. That feels better. Okay, sorry not to make the decision for you. No, but you see, this is why we need um, relationships and friendships because sometimes Corinne knows me better than I know myself. Um, that's just my opinion. But who knows? But, yeah. but anyways, that was my little. That was my little fun. Fuck Mary Kill. It was fun. <laughs> 
But um, thanks for listening to this episode, you guys. We will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.